Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 19. Sorry we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Our uh, business has been absolutely through the roof in this springtime, and uh, I've actually just been too busy to record anything. So I've got a little bit of time here. I'm actually going to put a couple through for you guys, um, and hopefully you'll have uh, at least a few weeks to be able to listen to me talk. So... Um, looking forward into the near future here in Pennsylvania, today we're going to talk about some top flies to use um, for early season trout. We're going to talk both um, wild trout and stock trout, so uh, be prepared to um, have a handful of flies in your box that you probably either maybe don't have or need a little bit more of. Um, but uh, be sure to stay tuned here, and uh, we'll give you some tips and tricks on some of that stuff, as well as where you can find them both on our website, as well as places to be able to get materials to tie them. So before we move forward, uh, make sure you hop on our website at www.risenfly.com. We appreciate you guys checking everything out. Um, It's been interesting in our shop. Uh, We just started this podcast, I don't know, just a couple months ago, and had people come in, and they're like... uh, why aren't you recording any more podcasts? We really like them. I was like, oh, I'm glad you guys listen, like listening to me talk all day. Um, but so anyways, today we're going to talk about uh, early season flies, uh, what you should use, why you should use them, when you should use them. Um, we did a um, we did a YouTube video on this a couple years ago, and it's like our most popular YouTube video, even though we don't do a whole lot on our YouTube, um, which will be coming more hopefully this year. So, um, before we get into that, uh, just a little bit of business. We're, um, as I said, we're growing like crazy. Um, uh, our numbers are just through the roof, which I think uh, incorporate both our online brand growing as well as our in-store brand growing. Um, we are eking up on two years on our fly shop and uh, already looking at uh, needing new space because we're growing out of that space really, really quickly. And uh, we've got some other business plans that I'm going to talk about later at another podcast. Um, but if you ever need help on anything, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us, um, hop on any of our social media accounts, or we actually have a live chat feature on our website. Uh, if you don't get to us on the live chat feature on the website, uh, we'll get back to you via email because sometimes we're just not working. But let's get to the topic on hand today. So uh, stock trout flies early in the season. Um, We're just going to talk about stockies now because our season here in Pennsylvania opens up in about a week from where this is going to be um, uh, broadcasted. So this Saturday um, that just passed is, uh, was, because I'm recording this before then, uh, Mentored Youth Day, which is a great day that Pennsylvania does. I don't necessarily agree with all the exact rules of it, but they allow the kids to go out a week before everybody else and hit the stock trout. Um, so this is a great podcast to help out with some of that information and getting some kids into some fish, but also finding you the best success you can have um, when you've got all these fish that have been sitting there for anywhere from a couple days to a couple weeks um, and trying to find the best success that you can have there. So let's talk about stock trout. This is not a, oh, they're horrible and they're bad for the resource or whatever else. Um, we won't go into that topic today. We're going to talk about kind of what they are and um, why certain things work better than others, especially in the first couple weeks. Um, So these fish are raised in local hatcheries. Uh, Pennsylvania has a bunch of them. Um, They stock millions and millions of fish every single year. And uh, they are bred in these hatcheries from eggs, raised, 
Um, I think I've heard that the vast majority of these fish are somewhere in that nine-month range of how old that they are. Um, so they're going to average from 10 to 12 inches um, on average, but you're still going to see some bigger fish that they're putting in, especially in specific streams here in Pennsylvania. Um, we've got our, our Keystone Select programs, which put big fish in, and you'll see big fish from 16, 18, 20 inches, even beyond there. Um, Pennsylvania stocks, uh, mainly rainbows because they grow the quickest. Um, and then they also stock browns, brooks, and golden rainbows, um, slash palominos. Um, the state, I believe, just raises, uh, the golden rainbow variety right now, which eventually, which originally came out of West Virginia. Um, but I believe there are still some hatcheries out there that are raising a palomino, um, which is just another, um, breeding of the golden rainbow strain with the rainbow again to get them in different colorations we won't go into that detail i had an online discussion quote unquote about that a little while ago and uh and yeah that uh, as always ends very very well so um i like to talk about fish species because i think some of these fish eat differently especially once they're in the streams for a little while longer um but early on so uh, one of the big things I'm going to talk about is um, these rainbows. So I would say most of the fishing that I'm doing around here has uh, the locations have more rainbows than anything else. Um, so these fish are, are being raised um, not by throwing worms or bugs or minnows into there, but um, some sort of pellet food. So think of your local you know, dry dog food. Um, that you're going to find at Walmart or pet supply stores or anywhere else. Um, so they're going to be thrown handfuls uh, at certain times throughout the day, and uh, they're going to grow as quick as possible. Um, rainbows grow quicker. That's why we th they stock a little bit more of them. So when I'm looking at my early season stock trout, um, rainbows also, for whatever reason, seem to be keyed more in on eggs than um, than some of the other species there. So that'll be my first fly is um, some sort of egg fly. I'm partial to glow bugs and sucker spawn, especially since we're here in the Steelhead Alley area. And uh, everybody should have some of those if they've ever stock, uh, fished for um, Steelhead. So uh, that should definitely be in your stocked fly box um, for stock trout. Um, some of the new patterns, sorry for all the ums, a little stuffed up here today. The new ecstasy material if you do tie or if you can even find them out there um, is a great easy uh, fly to tie so that material you can add a bead you cannot add a bead one of my favorite ways to tie them recently for your tires out there is to put a hot spot bead in the middle of the hook shank so i like a curved hook shank on that pattern and to put like an orange or a pink or a chartreuse bead in the middle um, by uh, adding a couple thread wraps and then the, all that material you do is just wrap it on a hook and uh, make sure that the material is kind of pushed backwards towards the bend. And I put two to three wraps behind the bead, two to three wraps ahead of the bead, tie it off, and you're done. So that's a great fly to make sure that uh, you have in your box for early season stock trout. Um, the next one is we're talking about these pellets. And, you know, we're kind of ticking on all the junk flies right now as a mob fly. I had a guy who's a... Very, very recent fly fisher. Just bought his first fly rod. I took him and his wife uh, guiding for steelhead in the fall. And uh, he was talking about this stretch where there's a local guy that dumps a lot of 
um, trout in on top of the state, um, which is legal when you're allowed to, um, and you get permission through the state. But anyways, he's like, nobody ever touches these fish. What do I do? What do I catch them on? So grabbed a couple pieces of, uh, of brown mop fly material, cut them in half. Um, so it wasn't as long. Um, I don't even want to use this term, but you see these technical knobs, mopped flies out there, which is just stupid if you ask me, but, uh, they're really tiny, so they don't have a ton of excess material out there. So I tied, um, just a really basic mop fly with just some dubbing and a, uh, short piece of brown mop fly material to imitate some of these pellets. Um, some of these fish, literally, that's all they've known, and they've been in the stream, and they're going to hit just about anything, but they're definitely going to hit something that looks a little closer to what they've been fed their entire lives. So um, I like, uh, you know, brown mob flies, chartreuse, tan, um, purple, orange. It almost doesn't matter, but uh, something that looks like a big, easy meal for them uh, is something that they're going to take with regularity. Um the next thing we'll talk about with these fish is what their environment looked like before they were stocked. So these fish are piled up um, with dozens, if not hundreds, in certain different uh, pools. Um, some are naturally made, some are concrete barriers, um, and they're, they're sitting in there with a bunch of competition. And when food's thrown to them, it's the survival of the fittest, so... Um, the, the faster ones are going to be running up and eating this food as quick as possible. Um, so with that being said, I love my next fly as a good old fashioned woolly bugger, um, with some movement to it. So I don't like to dead drift this. Uh, you can dead drift your eggs and your mop flies, but for this, especially when I see, um, a big pod of fish, uh, schooled up, which is what they're used to doing in the hatchery. So they're going to imitate that when they're thrown in, in in whatever fishing hole that you know the stocking truck decided to stop up at um you're going to see a bunch of fish uh, potted up there and i love um stripping or swinging woolly buggers uh, into their face because you're going to see these fish and especially the ones that are have grown the biggest sometimes are the fastest because they got to their meals quicker and uh, they can be quite quite aggressive so my two favorite colors are white and olive um, white, I love it because sometimes if you got some murky water early in the spring, um, you're stripping or swinging that fly, you can see it and you can see it disappear and have an easy hook set. When you're swinging or stripping, um, freshwater, saltwater, most people aren't used to it in freshwater, but do a strip set rather than a lift or a, a trout set, as they call it. Um, you'll get some better hookup ratios rather than pulling the fly directly out of their mouth. So, um, that's why I like that, because some of these fish, they are, um, they're just trying to be the most aggressive ones. So if you put a moving fly into them, something with a lot of, uh, flowy movement in the fly itself with the marabou and the saddle hackle, um, um, I would say a second alternative is any sort of zonker fly, like a slump buster, which is one of my favorites. So we'll do that as like three B on these flies. So we've got our egg flyer, mop fly, and then woolly bugger or zonker streamer. Um, and go out and, and have some fun with these. Uh, because you can, I always say there's no wrong way to fish a streamer. They just might prefer something different um, each day. So they might like it dead drifted. They might like it swung. They might like it stripped. They might like a stripping downstream. They might like a strip back upstream. 
Um, so there's no wrong way to fish them, and it's nice, especially as a beginner, to just go out there and throw a fly and probably going to catch some fish. You don't have to worry about a drag-free drift and currents and things like that, that uh, at times it can be the easier um, type of fly to go out and fish. Moving on beyond that, if you really want a little bit of a challenge, is um, throwing some topwater flies. So we're going to go on the same uh, train of thought as these um, pellets is to throw a beetle pattern. So there's a lot of foam beetles, uh, deer hair beetles, uh, something that's going to be, I would say, about the size of uh, a fingernail uh, that's going to imitate a... Um, I'm laughing because I always tease people about the um, the older generation who likes to make YouTube channel YouTube videos on fly tying, and their fingernails are always about uh, you know a month late of getting cut. Uh, not that size, a normal fingernail. <laughs> um, but uh, throwing a topwater beetle pattern can be really really good, and also like I said before, they're throwing sometimes cups sometimes cups full at t at a time while they're being fed in these hatcheries. So don't be afraid to throw a topwater beetle and, um, you know, some sort of, uh, round, um, eh, what am I going to say here? Uh, pellet looking fly underneath. They actually have some companies out there that sell a pellet fly. Um, but a good alternative for something like that would even be just a, a waltz worm. So you're throwing a couple things that's making disturbance in the water, one floating, one sinking. You can have an absolute ball and actually catch some topwater trout early on when these fish aren't keyed into the bug shed. And I would say that's probably the, the the whole main reason for this topic is sometimes these fish, they're so used to just being hand-fed that they're not used to the natural resources out there and the streams and the ponds and lakes that they've been thrown into. So um, match the hatch in terms of what they've been used to for at least the first couple weeks and then start um, seeing what is being um, used as a natural uh, food source for them in the local streams. So we'll talk about that in a future podcast here pretty soon too. Um, so I'm going to do that probably in the next one about uh, uh, we did stock trout today. We'll do wild trout next week. So um, I would say if you stick with those kind of four general patterns, excuse me, <coughs> you guys should be great in catching some fish your first uh, weekend out looking for trout when you have an opening weekend. I know not every state is that way. Um, we've got some states out there that uh, have some stock trout, have some wild trout. Um, I know a state like West Virginia, I think it opens on January 1st, and they just kind of stock throughout the year. Um, there's some other local states that have a um, exact opening day like we do here in Pennsylvania as well. So make sure that you look up your regulations, know when it starts. Um, for us here, it's actually 8 o'clock in the morning too, so it's not just, hey, I made it here at 12.01, it's the next day, I'm good. Uh, make sure you know your regulations before you head out and uh, and follow those accordingly. So um, just to recap, I would say number one would be some sort of egg fly, especially if you see some rainbows in the system. Glow bug, sucker spawn, crystal meth, ecstasy, estes, blobs, all these all these things that uh, imitate some sort of egg. Um, then you've got the mop fly um, in any size, color, variation that's out there. Uh, Willy bugger um, moving. Uh, you've got some other flies that I just told you that are going to be um, drifted. So put some movement to some of your flies. And then a topwater or topwater dropper like a beetle um, would be great. So thank you guys for listening today. Uh, you made it through about 15 minutes of me 
<coughs> Pardon me. I was sitting here a little under the weather, so I had some time uh, to make a couple podcasts. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hop on our website. Make sure you check out all of our social media platforms as well. We have this posted in many different places, but we also have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we've got a couple Facebook pages, one specific for our shop if you're anywhere local to us, as well as one for our national account as well. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed this. Next week we're going to talk about wild trout and some flies to use for that early in the season. Um, thank you guys again. Hop on the website. And also, last thing, if you're not um, on our email list, we don't send a ton of emails, but we do announce company announcements, sales, new products, um, announcements on trips, things like that. So make sure that you're on there. And if you hop on, if you hop on our website and sign up, you'll get 15% off your next order off of there. So thank you guys again. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.